The purpose of this podcast is to focus on recovery from life situations, be it a disease, chronic or acute, perhaps the loss of someone so dear to you in death, or a change of life patterns that has affected you so profoundly that you have no choice but to find your new normal and become focused on moving forward. Each episode is designed to show the positivity that people bring to each and every one of their stories, the successes they've had, ways that they have become so definitively focused on moving forward. We look forward to sharing their stories, and we hope that they inspire you just as much as they have inspired us. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. All right, guys, good evening and welcome to Focused on Four. This is our Friday night live edition. Now, of course, there is the the daytime edition that was released this morning, our interview uh, with Terry Kozlowski uh, and her book, Raven Transcending Fear, a very powerful story about her overcoming uh, her sexual assault when she was 11 years old and how she progressed past that and how she has moved forward and how that's turned into helping other people. And so she's got an amazing story. So uh, go to your favorite audio podcast destination, check that out. And of course, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube page as of yet, you can find it there as well. Now, one other bit of business, um, a couple weeks ago, you may have noticed that we joined the Scene Snobs Network. And in the preview video, you saw the Scene Snobs uh, kind of float across the screen there. Uh, that is the uh, podcasting network that we belong to and that we are partners with now. And so every week, what we are doing is we are playing a video, uh, almost like a, a infomercial of another podcast that's on the Scene Snobs Network, because we want to not only promote ourselves, we believe very heavily in promoting the other podcasts, the other shows that uh, that we partner with as well. So tonight I'd like to introduce you to, uh, very briefly, uh, the, the show called Carpool Shenanigans. Really a cool group of guys. Um, you'll see their video here in just a moment, but Car Carpool Shenanigans is a comedy podcast created by commuters for commuters. They say that we, they tell stories and create jokes so your drive to work can be a little less boring. So, uh, yeah, we're very excited to to do some work with those guys uh, moving forward and really the entirety of the Carpool Shenanigans. But here's a quick video about the Carpool Shenanigans crew. I got the profit up. I always double up. It ain't nothing, bro. It ain't nothing, bro. This is it. Welcome to Carpool Shenanigans Season 2. If you're someone who's been here since the beginning, we appreciate all the love and support you've shown us. If you're new, let's get weird. I got the profit up. I always double up. It ain't nothing, bro. It ain't nothing, bro. This week on Carpool Shenanigans. All right, so that's the business side of things. That's our, our announcement for uh, not only the Scene Snobs Network, but also for Carpool Shenanigans. And you can find them on your favorite audio podcast destination. Now, um... I'd like to introduce you to our guest in virtual studio tonight. This is Jennifer Carrazzo. Jennifer, thank you so much for being with us tonight. We're um, we're very glad to have you here. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I, I appreciate your time and letting me share my story. Oh, very much so. You know, one of the things that I love most about this podcast uh, is the opportunity to hear stories uh, from folks like you who who uh, have unfortunately had to endure some things that that none of the rest of us would, would want to have to endure. But uh, I love your story in particular because of uh, the way that you have made something so very positive 
uh, out of it. And, and so uh, for the rest of you playing the home version of Focused on Forward tonight, uh, Jennifer's story, and she's going to get into it in just a moment here, but Jennifer's story uh, has a lot to do with the loss of her husband. And we're going to get into that in, in a few moments. And the foundation that that she made and that she's working with now uh, in order to help out uh, other uh, U.S. military personnel. And so it, it's a very interesting story and um, very touching story. So, Jennifer, if you have uh, a few minutes here, would you please tell us the story of you and your sugar bear? <laughs> Thank you. And what a sweet way to, to introduce um, what we're doing and about Mario. Um, so Sugar Bear is my late husband, um, Lieutenant Colonel Mario Sugar Bear Carrazzo. He was a pilot, um, had served in the Marine Corps almost 20 years when we when we lost him. He was shot down along with Major James Weiss in July of 2010. Um, and, you know, people will say to me things like that, you know, that's so tragic. Um, we have two children. You know, we were living a dream existence, if you can, in beautiful California. Um, but I, I don't look back at his death at, at being tragic because he was doing what he loved. You know, from the night that we met in a dive bar in Pensacola years and years and years ago, um, he just talked about how he wanted to fly and serve our country. That that was it. That, you know, eventually the story evolved to include myself and eventually we had our children. Um, but he was so focused and so devoted to our country and to the Marine Corps and to our family that um, I, I don't ever look at it as being something sad or tragic. I look at it as a person who fulfilled his dreams and he died doing what he loved and what I believe he was meant to be on this earth to do, and that was to take care of others. So from that came a bit of a period. Um, you know, I had children, as I said, and they were young at the time when Mario was killed. Um, our son was nine. Our daughter was almost seven. And as Tam, as I'm sure you can relate to, it was really going into sort of this survivor, survival mode. You know, how mm -hmm. am I going to get through each day? How am I going to raise these children? Um, incredibly blessed to have my parents and just an amazing network of friends. But at the same time, how am I going to give these two children who I who I live for, who my husband lived for, the quality of life that that they deserved and that we had been trying to give them and instilling the values and, you know, normal sort of leave it to beaver, if you will, kind of lifestyle that, that we had been living before this. And so obviously sure. they were my focus and, and just trying to sort of stay afloat. Um, somehow <laughs> I managed to do that with a ton of support, um, both from family, friends, Marine Corps, military community. And before I knew it, um, I was slowly starting to get involved, slowly starting to get involved um, myself in the military community. Um, whether serving on different boards, attending events, you know, whatever, just I found myself saying yes a lot. And initially I was saying yes, because that was my way to say thank you. Yes, I will come to this event. Yes, I will sit on this board as a way to say thank you, um, as a way to give back what's been given to me. But as this time was going on, I was becoming attached. I was really becoming invested in what I was doing. 
And lo and behold, in 2015, I had an opportunity to start the Sugar Bear Foundation. And I said, yes. The day I got the call from one of my husband's fellow Marines, um, who was giving me an amazing opportunity to start this foundation. He He's talking and I'm listening, but I'm hearing my husband in my head. Just say yes. Just say yes. And I ran with it. I, I knew, I, you know, I was having a conversation earlier today with somebody about, you know, I always ran the home. I was always, I was a bit of a control freak. I still am. Um, but I knew exactly what I wanted to do and I knew how I wanted to do it. And so while my my friend is just giving me this amazing gift, as I say. Um, I'm just, I'm hearing Mario. I'm thinking of everything I want to do and how I want to do it and who I wanted on my board and what we were going to do. And lo and below, here we are, you know, five years later, and I'm doing that. Um, I'm not only having the opportunity to give back to my fellow Gold Star spouses, but I've created a whole new life for myself. Um, You know, what some might deem as tragic has evolved into just this whole sort of second chapter for me. And it's something that's very special to me because it's it's not only service and, and giving back, which is what my husband set out in life to do. It is a connection still to him, but it's something that is for me. So with my children, you know, getting ready to go off to college and start their new lives and all of that, this is something now that that I have for me, which I think is so important um, for people that go through what we go through is is sort of creating that new path, if you will. And so in essence, that's what the Sugar Bear Foundation is trying to do. We focus on Gold Star spouses and children, and we are trying to give these families their own new path and the tools and the support to, to evolve just as I've been given, whether it's going back to school, whether it's creating a new career, a new business for the kids, it's making sure that they are feeling emotional support, but having those tools, having the tools, you know, tutoring, um, college assistance, resume assistance, you know, whatever they need to not nice. only feel support, for the sacrifices that they've made and they're making, but so that they can go on in a way that is going to make them feel somewhat whole again, if you will. Okay, excellent. So if you would explain to those who maybe aren't familiar with the term gold star spouse. Sure. So a gold star spouse or gold star family member is one who loses their service member while on active duty doesn't matter the manner of death. It's just the service member um, dies while serving on active duty. Okay. Uh, all right. So that's, that would be, so that would definitely be your family because of your, your husband being shot down. Yes. So, so let's, let's talk a little bit about your relationship uh, with Mario and, and leading mm-hmm. up to the point uh, of, and we're not going to get too into depth here clearly, <laughs> um, but just for frame of reference. Now you said when, when your, your husband passed, your children were seven and nine. Mm-hmm. Now, how long, how long had the two of you been together at that point? Oh gosh, long time. Um, we had been together almost well, together, together, 20, almost 20 years and married just shy few weeks of 15 years. So oh, we wow. grew up together. Yeah. I, I was 18 when I met him 
And, and that was it. That was it. We dated five years and then we got married. Um, I was finishing college. I had transferred back to Pensacola where he was finishing up flight school. He literally, um, the day before he was winged, which is sort of the commencement, if you will, of, of being mm-hmm. becoming a pilot, um, you know, very sweet, very old school. He um, took my parents out to dinner, asked for, you know, my hand in marriage. My father, after five years, was like, she's yours. <laughs> here's, here's the ladder. You guys can elope, you know, but they loved him. They considered him family. And so um, we were together a long time before, before we lost him. Okay. So you said that, um, it, so not having experienced this type of loss myself, sure. uh, you know, I've, I've, I've lost other family members. I've, you know, uh, things along those lines, but you know, that was my spouse who I put the comment on just a moment ago. Glad to see you on tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, so for me, you know, I can't imagine, you know, because my wife is my best friend. Uh, we've exactly. been together for, for 23 years now. Um, you know, we have, we have three children together. So to to uh, an extent that you're comfortable, mm-hmm. could you explain what it's like to lose a spouse, what the, that, that feeling is, um, so that our the, those who are listening can understand maybe the range of emotions that you went through? Sure. So as I said, we were together a long time. Um, we started dating when we were in college. Mario was at the Naval Academy. Um, and so I, I, I can remember even sitting here talking about it, um, you know, always wanted to be a pilot, always wanted to fly. But I still remember the night he selected. It's like 3 a.m. <laughs> my time he's calling me and he's like, I got it. You know, I got it. I'm going to fly. I'm going to be a pilot. And I remember I was so happy and just so thrilled. And I knew that meant in, this, in essence, we were one step closer to being together, that he would be coming to Pensacola for flight school. And so we would be able to have sort of a normal relationship. We had dated long distance for a couple of years. Um, and so but at the same time, just having this awkward sort of insecure feeling in my stomach like oh my gosh and the worry set in and Mm -hmm. so even though i you know i thought he was the smartest guy and just best pilot and all of that i worried i i was always a worrier and so we had sort of this unspoken rule that somehow whether he was deployed whether it was you know here in california whenever he landed he always got in touch with me to let me know he was safe and I mean, there were some okay. obscure places where, he would, you know, where I would get either phone calls or emails, you know, we'd have texting though, but you know, he always did it. He always did it. He always respected that sort of role and, and did it. And so the day that he died, um, it was early morning. I was actually taking our children to camp and my parents who were, who were and are still living with us, they got the infamous knock at the door. Oh, okay. and oh. the Marines that, you know, came here to tell me, I mean, just so, so caring, so comforting. They didn't want me to see all the cars out in front of the house. And so they had parked in other places. And so, but I, when I walked into my house, I'm starting to see green because they're in their uniforms came in and told me in just the most gentlest fashion that they, that they could and doing it in the manner in which they had to, um, and so for me, I just started going into this mode of, well, wait, I, I did, we had just spoken because he had flown the day before late at night. And I, I just, my world literally came crashing down. I mean, I, I just could not think. And, and literally I was in a haze for two years. I, I would just okay. go to stuff and just 
you know, but your world, you're just, you're putting on this sort of facade and you know, I'm trying to look strong. I'm trying to keep it together because I knew that's what he would want. And for my children, I am dying inside, just sure. dying sure. inside. It, it's just, it's gut wrenching. There's there's no words. You learn to live with it. Okay. Well, that that, that all makes complete sense to me. Uh, and I, although having not been through that, I can't empathize, but I can sympathize. Um, with how that must have felt. Um, but let's, let's talk about the process of, of, of getting to the point where, because, you, you know, in order to get yourself to be able to move forward, you have to be able yeah. to get into recognition of what's got you where you're at. Uh, whether it's, whether it's a loss of life, whether it's uh, a health issue, whatever it may be, whatever situation we're dealing with in life, there has to be a recognition of how we got to where we're at. So what was that process like for you in order to get, because you said you spent two years basically in a haze. So what was it like coming out of that, that process in order to be able to be able to start being focused on forward? You know, many things. Um, yes, I was, as I said, I was in a haze, um, a ton of support, you know, ton of, ton of friends, our, our Marine Corps military community, um, definitely standing by us still to this day standing by us but also it was conversations that my husband and I had had before he left for Afghanistan where he really laid things out to me should he not make it back and at the time when we were having the night we were having that conversation it was horrific it was I literally was tearing up and you know don't talk about this don't you know what are you doing and but then it hit me after he died, that conversation, as well as I found a journal that he had kept that had been in our office um, from one of his couple of his deployments, reading his words in there about how much, which I knew, how much he loved me, how much he loved our children, but also why he was doing what he was doing. Okay. And so I would, there were so many, so many days, so many nights where I would go back and think of the conversation we had or read that, read those journals entries. And it was like, he was telling me what to do. It was like, I love you. I love our children, but I love our country and I'm willing to die for it. And so I knew I would not only be letting our kids down, but I would also be letting him down. So I had to move forward. And then I think the involvement in the different organizations that I was serving, it was giving me a purpose outside of my children. It was giving me that reason, if you will, to get up in the morning and, and to get going. And I, you know, slowly but surely, that's that's sort of, as I said, helping others. There's healing in that. It, it really has validity to that because I was finding that purpose and sort of maybe what I was meant to be here for. You know, maybe I was meant to go through something this horrific so that I could help others. And so I, I found, you know, I found sort of maybe my reason why in that. Um, and so that, that's that been a huge part for me. Okay. Well, well you know, I, I, I think there's definitely something to that. I think that, uh, I think, unfortunately, sometimes when people go through, um, as you said, uh, these horrific things, I think it gives them some, fo some level of focus and it allows them to perhaps see the world in, in, in a different shade in a, in a you know, uh -huh. Uh, and through different eyes. And, and I think it opens up minds and hearts and as to how to do things. So one of the things you said is you started volunteering with 
uh, other groups um, mm -hmm. uh, before the, the beginning of the Sugar Bear Foundation. So um, what were some of the other groups that you worked with and, and what were you doing with them? Basically sitting on other boards or some of the some Navy Gold Star program, for example, um, some of the organizations that were assisting our family, um, Folds of Honors, Angels of America's Fallen, um, I was speaking for them, going out and you know sharing our personal story, how these organizations were helping us so that two reasons. One, to help these organizations so that they could continue getting the support that, that they so deserved and needed, um, but also to, to sort of shed some light on what it's like um, for when our service members die, for when, when we lose somebody that it, it's not just a once a year kind of thing. It's every day that we're living with this. It's every day that our children um, are dealing with this. So, um, and I think having also maybe those opportunities to share my story and to share what it's like, I, again, I think that helped me in sort of finding a new voice and finding that purpose that, that led to my, to my healing. Okay. I know. I, I like that. I think that's, I think that's very good. So now let, let's move forward a little bit here uh, in the, the, the streamline and let's talk about uh, the beginning of the Sugar Bear Foundation. Now, you mentioned how it began with a call from a friend and, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, basically hearing your husband's voice saying, yeah, let's do this. Let's move. Um, yeah. So what does it, what was the, like the process of getting, because I know you're a uh, 5013C, so you're, you're mm -hmm. a, a, a charitable foundation, but what's the process like getting a foundation like the Sugar Bear Foundation up off the ground and running? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a bit detailed. Um, you know, definitely we had two fantastic lawyers involved. Um, you know, there's a lot of paperwork, a lot of logistical sort of moving parts, if you will. I had to assemble my board. Um, we had to, you know, file with the state, um, file for that tax exempt status. So there's a lot of writing involved, you know, me having to again, with, with help from the lawyers and from my board members, putting together a mission statement and really structurally outlining what are we going to do? What is the intent of this organization? And, you know, coming up or, you know, helping design or um, sort of um, point out bylines, if you bylaws, if you will, and just a lot of legal, a lot of legal details that it's hoop jumping, so to speak, that you have to go through. It's it's not just, you know, waking up one morning um, and deciding, oh, I'm going to be a nonprofit. I, we were extremely fortunate. Um, the Marine that had called me and offered this um, sort of opportunity, if you will, um, company that he had at the time, they were providing the seed money for us, which was huge okay. because it's, it's always about the funding. So it wasn't me just deciding, oh, I'm going to do this. And um, we had the seed money. He had a great lawyer. I already had a great lawyer. And so um, it was very much a collaborative process. Okay. So I spent some time today just kind of tooling around the, the Sugar Bear Foundation website uh, in, in preparation for tonight. And I have to say that there, there's a uh, there's a five and a half minute video uh, on the main page there. Um, I believe it's called "If There's a Chance." Yeah. Um, I strongly recommend that that anybody listening um, go go to the Sugar Bear Foundation after we're done here tonight. Go watch that video. It's five and a half minutes long. Uh, it's well worth your time. Please have a tissue handy. Um, 
I'm not gonna lie, I got choked up watching it. Um, it's very emotional, um, but it's also very, very heartfelt. And it's a beautiful video. Um, you can see that there's a lot of love from the men and, and, and on the video yes. that he's that are talking uh, with him or about him rather, um, and the experiences that that they all shared together. And so that it's a very emotional video. Um, but it's a very powerful website as well. And I just wanted to highlight some of the things that, uh, and we're going to, I'm going to share a screen page here of the website uh, so that folks can, can get a, a feel for what we're talking about and why this is such a cool website. So here it is. It's the sugarbearfoundation.org.org. Um, now there's a lot of different things that you guys can, can take a look at. Um, again, here's that video. If there's a chance, it's a video tribute. And um, we'll talk a moment uh, about the uh, the memorial run, what that is, how people can get involved, what's going on there. But there's a lot of different ways uh, for you to be involved with the Sugar Bear Foundation. Um, as she mentioned earlier, there's, there's scholarships, there's um, uh, workshops, all kinds of different things. I, I was impressed by really how much uh, is on there. And then, of course, if you're inclined and able to, um, they would very much be willing to accept anything that you're able to donate. Um, and I, one of the things I always try to stress when it comes to uh, charitable donations such as these, uh, I, unfortunately, I think that some people feel that they have to donate these large sums of money. Uh, you know, and, and in all honesty, anything, if you can only donate a dollar, Mm -hmm. Your dollar adds up with everybody else's dollar, which adds up with somebody else's dollar, which adds up with somebody else's dollar. Before you know it, they got a whole lot of dollars. Uh, so please don't feel shy or, or bad if you can only donate $1. If you could donate $5, $10, uh, what you can, I'm sure that uh, they, this is not why she came on here tonight. She didn't know I was going to do this. Uh <laughs> But uh, I, I never, I never told her. Hey, by the way, while you're on, I'm gonna uh, ask people for for money uh, for your for your uh, charity. But I think what you guys are doing and helping out these families who are enduring loss and uh, of family members and relatives, I think, is a beautiful thing. So, uh, Thank if you. we can if we can help out in some way, I, I think that's you know that's kind of where we want to do. And I shut down that page too early because there was something else I wanted to share. So we're going to go back to it real quick because, well, I have control of the board and that's what we're going to do. Um, but let's, <laughs> let's go back to the, the top of the page. Um, but anyway, I wanted to click on this resources page um, because I, I know that we mentioned some of this, but these are all the things that the resources that these guys are working with. And this is what some of those donations, if you're able to give it, yes. is what it's going to do, what is, how it's going to help. Look at all these different scholarships and programs. And these are beautiful things that you can help families with. And, and if you have opportunity, why wouldn't you? So, um, Thank you. yeah. So, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's, there's different ways to contribute. So, mm -hmm. and I, this is one of my favorite things here. And this is one of the reasons why I came back. I, I meant to go to the resources page and I wanted to show this. So the Amazon smile right there. So uh, you're a, if you are not familiar with Amazon smile, uh, one of the, the cool things about the Amazon smile program is that you can set um, every one of your purchases to have a portion of your proceeds of, the, of your purchase price get donated to a charity. So if you wanted to choose 
the Sugar Bear Foundation <laughs> as your charity, uh, you can simply go to Amazon Smile, say uh, Amazon.com, and there's there's the Smile uh, tab there. You click on that, and you just type in Sugar Bear Foundation. You find them, and you tell them that this is what I want to do. So every purchase that you have uh, that is um, able to have a donation go towards it to count towards it because not every not everything sold on Amazon is uh, donatable. Uh, but the vast majority is, I, I would mm -hmm. say it's in the, in the high 90s, high, high 90s. Um, it'll tell you that a, a, a donation has been made in, in your behalf to uh, the Sugar Bear Foundation. Uh, as you saw on my screen, we donate to something called Wish Upon a Teen, which helped my family out uh, tremendously while my daughter was in the hospital. Um, so it has a very close tie to my heart. Um, so, uh, but I wanted to just show that real quick. So if you, if you Thank feel you. that you can't, if you can't give money out of your pocket tonight, but you have to order something from Amazon, <laughs> why not do that? That's still another way that you can be helpful and that you can help somebody doing good things for good people, uh, make sure that that's able to continue. Okay. And that's my sales spiel for the night. Uh, but like I said, Jennifer had no clue I was going to do that, but I wanted Thank to make sure you. that I, yeah, no problem. No problem. So let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, your husband. I'm curious to know, I have to know where the name Sugar Bear comes from. And I, I, I'm sure that that was somewhere on the website and I have missed it uh, because I was, I spent a lot of time on the resources page uh, I was honestly quite enamored with how much you guys are doing and in, in, in for all these different families. So, um, but if you would, I, I would love to know where the nickname Sugar Bear came from. And, and so. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm probably <laughs> aging myself or dating myself here, but um, you know, the cereal, the post Sugar Bear cereal. Oh yeah. Do you have the bear on there? Yeah. Yeah. So what is <laughs> He he was in the the ready room, which is when they're they're doing their briefings and getting ready to to fly. Young, very you know, very very new lieutenant, um, starting off, and um, one of his fellow Marines, senior to him, just called him you know called him out and said, "Hey, sugar bear." Mario looked like him. Mario looked like him. I mean, he just his build, his demeanor. We used to joke too. We'd say when he danced, he looked like the little bear on there, sugar bear. So um, I was actually very relieved because sometimes their call signs um, are not ones that are family friendly that, that you can share. But Mario, it, it really says a lot about who he was and his character and his demeanor. Um, he, he just was anybody that, that met him. I mean, he was, was a Marine, doesn't want to you know, necessarily be considered sweet, but just just a good guy, just a good guy with a big heart and would do anything for anybody. And I know that sounds so cliche, but anybody that that knew him would would definitely say that. I mean, he was always there for people. He was always there. And so that's why I think the foundation, it's, it's just the best way that we can um honor him and to preserve his legacy because the just that essence of giving um was was what he was about but he looked like he looked like the bear from sure <laughs> i love it well you know we have to remember though cliches are, are cliches for a reason because there's exactly. there's, so, there's some truth uh, at some level uh, that's tied to that so uh if he was uh the, just the nicest guy in cliche then that means he was just probably the nicest guy in real life too exactly. so yes. that's great so let's talk about some of the events that you guys have coming up 
um, with the Sugar Bear Foundation. Uh, now, one of them that we we mentioned was the um, the run, the 2021 yes. Sugar Bear Virtual Memorial Run. Can you tell people a little bit about that and what that is and, and um, why the yes. name virtual is attached to it? I'm sure it's COVID related, but let's let's go to, into it anyway. Um, so very, very special to me um, because we partner with the Marine Corps Association, um, another foundation that supports Marines um, in various ways. Um, and that my husband was a member of the organization. I am now a member of the organization. They have just been fantastic to work with. We've been doing this event the last few years. It is virtual so that not so much because of COVID, um, it is virtual so that people can participate throughout the country, throughout the world. And it's really taking that day, July 22nd, the day that we lost Mario, and you can run, bike, hike, walk, swim, whatever in his honor. Um, and it's just a $25 registration fee. And we literally, they've been, like I said, just amazing to work with, split the profits from it. So the profits are split between us and between them. And it's just perfect because you know, my husband loved the Marine Corps. He loved being a Marine. Um, they, like I said, they are family to us. They've just been so amazing. A major part of why I'm here and smiling and living life and doing so well is because of our Marine Corps family. So when I had the opportunity to work with this organization, when they put this event together, it was again, just a no brainer to me. And what was really so impressive about working with them is they really tried to get this right when the first year we were putting this all together. They really took the time to not only understand Mario, but to understand what it means to be a gold star family and, you know, the verbiage that should be used and the language that, that needed to be associated with this. It wasn't just about putting together a pretty flyer. It was there was meaning um, behind everything they were doing. And they really took time with me and were just very respectful. And so it's just been wonderful to, to work with them. But it's a very simple fundraiser. Like I said, it's it's coming together on the July 22nd. And, you know, not only participating um, in essence for Mario, but really for all those that we've lost because for our portion of the funds we receive, it does go right back directly into all the programs that we are offering these families. It's just a direct means of support for us. Um, and so I, I know it would mean so much to Mario that they you know, put it in his name and his honor, but the fact that it supports Marines and Gold Star families would just mean everything to him. Yeah, I, 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 I get that feeling as well. Okay. so. Yeah, so that's that's a really nice thing, and and if you are interested in participating, uh, you don't have to be out in California. That's why. So um, I thought it was COVID related, not so much, no. but it is virtual, <laughs> so you can participate in this from anywhere. If you go to the SugarBearFoundation.org, go to their website. Uh, you can either scroll down on the main page or you can go to their news and events section and you'll find there's a registration link there for you guys with all the rules and on how to participate uh, in uh, the Memorial Fun Run. So uh, if if uh, those kinds of things are the things you're interested in, please participate. I'm sure that they would love to have another person participating and helping out uh, as far as that's concerned. So. Jennifer, one of the other things that, that I wanted to uh, talk with you about, so we, we got to this point now where we have the the, the foundation set up and, and all mm -hmm. these things. What is something that you do 
every day to help you continue to be focused on forward. And I ask that because when we go through these these traumatic events and situations in our lives, um, there's a turning point in, in each and every one of our stories where we have to start looking forward and we have to start moving forward. But that that's one part of it. But then there's the other part where we have to continue to move forward uh, with our lives and what we're doing. So what is something that you do every day that helps you to move forward? So going back to the virtual run, I'm a runner, um, runner or hike now um, <laughs> because the knees are not quite. I, I started running when I was 10 years old, did my first 10K, didn't even know what I was doing. My PE teacher signed me up and I went and I ran. Um, I had no clue. I was like, okay, just there's the finish line. And so still to this day, even if it's just on the treadmill for an hour, um, I squeeze in that hour. Um, but if, if the knees are not cooperating and then I hike, we're so many beautiful areas here, but every day, at least, um, you know, for an hour or longer, if I can. Um, and my husband, my husband did the Marine Corps Marathon a few times. Um, in fact, when he was in flight school, we used to go running together. That was our little break together. Um, so to this day, you know, still, whether it might be, like I said, me on the treadmill and watching the news, but thinking what I still have to do or what needs to get done today, or it could be out by the beach when, when he first um, died, I, you know, definitely made that a priority. I would literally at that point go down to the beach every day. Um, very fortunate to live where I live. And it was the perfect setting because beautiful um, here in San Diego, but also cobras and Hueys would be circling above. And to me, that was always that wink that keep going, just, just keep going. It's, it's all going to be okay. And even to this day, whether I'm down at the beach, you know, running or even in my car and I see an aircraft go by, it's to me, that's him. That's him. Like, you know, keep doing what you're doing. So um, definitely, definitely the, the physical component of it has, has really been um, a life changer for me, game changer, if you will. Okay. Now, did did you at any time go through any level of counseling or therapy to help you to, to be able to do that? You know, I, I'm not opposed to it. I, I did not. I did not. Um, okay. I just, I, yeah, I, I did not. No, that, and that's absolutely fine. Um, not, some people require it. Some people yes. do not. Um, and so if you need it, great. Uh, and please, exactly. if, you, if you do need counseling, please don't hesitate. Please go take the counseling. Um, I I didn't think I needed it. I apparently I did, and it worked wonders for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, so I, I'm always curious when I when I talk to people. That's one of the things I like to know uh, because one of my next question was going to be, "Oh, great. Okay, so you went through counseling. What was you know, what's one thing that you worked with?" But we'll skip that question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think, though, making that time for yourself every day that, a, you know, for me, like I said, it was raining. yes, exactly. And, you know, if you have children or whatever, it, it's OK to say I used to do this. I used to tell my kids when they were at an age where they could you know, understand I need an hour. I, I need an hour by myself. So and I, I think that is OK to do and very important oh, to do that. Absolutely. Self-care is massively important. Yes. You know, we have to be able to, you know, uh, regulate our emotions, have time to decompress and de-stress exactly. and kind of, you know, acknowledge the things that are going on around us and in, in our world, in our environment, uh, especially because as you're going through these things, there's a lot of things that are changing, a lot of moving parts. 
Um, right. So, so no, that's good that you were able to do that and go down. And um, so it, it, I live in Michigan. So um, we live close to Lake Michigan, which we call it our mm -hmm. ocean. Um, when, it's not, when, when it's when it's not cold and snowy, um, but there's parts of uh, areas of Lake Michigan that my wife and I like to go to, and we we climb up into the sand dunes and sit down and just watch the waves come in it, because it's peaceful, it's calming. Exactly. Um, uh, you know, because you we didn't have to be around people, we could take that time and allow ourselves to de-stress from the situations going on around us. So I completely understand uh, that whole thought process. And I think that's a wonderful way to do it because again, beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, you have that around you. So, okay. So let me ask you a couple questions that I like to ask every single guest um, who's ever been on, on my show, whether the live edition or the Except for Terry, somehow I, I realized that listening to Terry's episode this morning, that she got away without having to ask these. So I'm gonna have to like text her and have her. <laughs> we'll, we'll type it. We'll type in her answers. Um, so I have to start saying almost every guest. That's that's sad. So okay, enough about me. Um, so looking back over the entirety of your situation and your journey, your journey through all of this. What's the single greatest lesson that you've learned? And my Mario, I used to say, didn't sweat the small stuff. He was just sort of known for that, you know, not not focusing on these silly little incidentals in life. I think for me, I have learned to prioritize, you know, what what's really important, what's what's really worth stressing over, because I've sort of learned now since all of this has happened, something might seem awful and traumatic and, you know, maybe 15 years ago would have just kept me up at night. Not anymore. Not anymore. It, it, it's going to be fine. It's going to be OK. So so don't sweat the small stuff, you know, you, you might think at the time that it's it's something that's just terrible, but you'll get through it. You can get through it. This this was my worst nightmare come true. You know, come true. As I said, from the day that he selected to to fly, it was always my biggest concern. I mean, I was so proud of him. You know, I was just so in awe of everything he always accomplished. But this was my greatest fear, and um, especially where he was in his career at the time. It probably should not have happened. He wasn't even supposed to be flying when he died. Um, but it's like, if I can get through this, get through what I did, piece of cake, everything else. Don't sweat the small stuff. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, the next question is pretty similar to the first question. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering if your answer might even be the same, the same response, but uh, anyway, so again, looking back over the entirety of your journey, what's the greatest piece of advice that you were given that you still use on a daily basis? I, I think kind of going back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago with, with the therapy and, and sort of taking time for yourself. Don't, don't be a martyr. You, you don't have to get it all done each day. Um, I, I tend to be a little bit type A <laughs> and, and, and that, that's how I was before all this. That's how my husband was. Um, we just, that's, I think one of the reasons to be connected now, it's like, I, I just, I just don't, I try my best to do what's important again, prioritizing, which a lot of that focuses on the kids still to this day, even at their age. Um, but don't be a martyr. Don't, 
you know, if you need that time, if you need that time away from your children, if, if you need to go do something and that's going to make you feel better, recharge, whatever, it's, it's going to help you, then do it. Don't, you know, don't suck it up too much. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, it, it, it does to me. And I, I think that's, I think that's very good advice. And I think that, I think that sometimes, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> I think sometimes when we're, we're trying to deal with these situations uh, that were that are beset before us. We feel that we have to take everything on on our own. We have to. We are the only ones who can bear that burden, and and you know that comes very much into that martyr position that you were talking about. That I mm-hmm. will put myself in front of it. Nobody else has to deal with this. I can take it all on, um, and, and that's neither healthy uh, no, nor yes. a, nor a happy way uh, to do things. Right. Um, exactly. So, no, I, I think that's very, very good advice. Uh, so yeah, don't be a martyr. Let somebody else in. Let you know, talk to yes. someone if you need to. Find a way to to handle self care and take care of yourself so that those things, you know, because the problem with it, the, you know, being a martyr is that you not only do you begin to weigh yourself down, but at the end, uh, there's you have nothing left for you. Um, exactly, because- and then. I'm sorry, and say, and that comes across too, especially um, in my situation with having, <clears throat> excuse me, young children at the time. You know, I mean, I really wanted to be there for them, but I knew the cupcakes might not get made this week for the PTA sale, and that's okay. That's okay. The first year that that was, you know, very difficult for me to handle. By year three, four, it was like that. That's okay. You know, there, there's other things that are more important, and I'm flying solo here, so that's okay. Um, and I've really tried to instill that, those, those sort of lessons in my own children now to really prioritize and, you know, to, to focus on really what matters. No, I think that's very good advice, uh, especially for a single parent. Uh, you're wearing both hats. You're doing a lot of work. You're you know, all that. So, again, even more important reason to not allow yourself to become that martyr and take care of yourself. So very good. So Jennifer, where are some, we, we mentioned the website earlier, but if you would refresh people's minds, what are the best ways to be able to get a hold of Jennifer Carrazzo so that they can, and I'm, I'm, I should have asked you before, but I'm hoping I'm pronouncing your last name properly. You are. There you are. I'm impressed. It's good. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, with a last name like my you learn how to pronounce other people's names. Um, exactly. But, but if you would please remind people how to get a hold of Jennifer Carrazzo or at least the Sugar Bear Foundation so they can be able to help out. Sure. Our website is probably the best location. Um, Everything is on there. My email address, if you want to reach out directly to me, is jennifercarrazzo at the sugarbearfoundation.org. But I would say the website would be the first place. And then you know, if you, if you have something you would like to reach out and share with me or ways to help or, or just whatever, or need resources, please feel free to, to reach out to me. All right. Excellent. Yeah. And so another way, uh, so there's the website there. I think you guys are also uh, clearly you're on, you're on Twitter. Uh, yes. you, search, you can search Sugar Bear Foundation. I know that because she follows Focused on Forward. Yes. Like you guys, <laughs> like every one of you guys should be doing as well. Uh, yeah, I'm, at, I'm on Twitter. Sugar Bear Foundation is on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram, LinkedIn, all of them. Yeah, absolutely. The gamut. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So you can you can find Sugar Bear Foundation on any of the socials, but go to the website. There's the donate tab. If you can't donate outright, please again, 
please look at using Amazon Smile. Uh, that's a co the continuous way to donate. Uh, and if the Amazon truck goes by your house, like it goes by my house, they're going to get a lot of donations. So <laughs> we're, I, 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 there are times where I think we single-handedly keep Amazon in, in business. So um, I, I support. <laughs> yeah. Should have bought stock years ago. Should have bought stock. Yes. So, but Jennifer, thank you so much for being on our show tonight. Thank you, thank you for, thank you for sharing your story and thank you for, uh, letting us know a little bit about Mario because he does sound like a wonderful man. Um, thank you. And and uh, everything that I've read about him, everything I've heard about him, and not just from you, from what I saw on, on the online as well, uh, he sounds like the type of man I would have liked to have known. So thank you so much um, for you. your experiences, and I wish you the best of luck with the Sugar Bear Foundation. And I hope that uh, that you guys get the the donations you need to be able to move forward. Thank you. And thank you for what you're doing. This, this is really needed in you know various communities. And so I appreciate you taking the time and, and doing it in, in this type of a format. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right, guys, I think that's going to conclude us tonight for Focused On Forward. But before we go, before we sign off, remember, if you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do so. Subscribing is the single most important thing that you can do to help me uh, and continue to get good guests like Jennifer here uh, to share her story and the story of what she's doing on behalf of the Sugar Bear Foundation. And uh, it, it's going to be a, 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 yeah, just please subscribe. It'd be nice. And then also <laughs> check us out on your favorite audio uh, podcast provider. You'll find us there as well. And you'll be able to listen to this later. So thank you guys. Have a great night. Thank you. Well, that concludes another episode of Focused on Forward. To be a guest of Focused on Forward, you can reach us through Twitter at PodcastFOF, through our Facebook page named Focused on Forward, or through email, focusedonforward at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing each and every one of your stories that has yet to be told. So until then, be safe, be kind, and be loving to one another as you stay Focused on Forward.